Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. We're determined to get our old Norwich back. And do us a favour, if you know a Norwich fan who might like the podcast, pass it on, send them a link, let them know, tell them at the pub, something like that anyway. Now, coming up, what next for the club after Weber's words? Hello, Jack. And episode 44, a challenge from one of our listeners following our greatest ever squad for the Premier League. Dad has been hard at work. That to come. But Dad, you wanted to start this episode with more really on the Stuart Webber interview, but less about him, but more about him and the future of the club and the board. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be uh, worthwhile, John. I mean, he's he's obviously still here. The rumours about Leeds seem to have died down. I mean, it seems that Leeds, both Leeds and um, um, Southampton are looking for new... uh, sporting directors not sure about the position at Leicester what do you think I mean we talked about it before if he'd stayed um what do you think I still I have my my opinion has not changed no but it doesn't sound like people are chomping at the bit no no certainly the Leeds latest rumors were, were they were looking at other sporting directors so um maybe after his interview yeah <laughs> Or he might have decided to stay with Norwich and sort it out. <laughs> well, there, there, there is that uh, wonderful um, thought. I think my position is now. I mean, we're we're you know well into the close season. Um, I I I'd want him to. I wouldn't want to see him go now because you can see from other clubs, it's not easy just to turn your um, hands to a new sporting director. He's so fundamental to the club, and I think if we if he went now, we'd be in disarray. Mm. So that's my own my own view. I think I'd rather him stay and wait and see if he can deliver what he's promised. Yeah, but I think he'll I think he'll be under pressure because I mean we've made two signings. We talked about Ashley Barnes last time. Yep, there's Jack Stacey and a bid for a 16 year old from Hamilton has been accepted. So it's been reported, but obviously he's not going to feature in the first team squad. No. So. We're three weeks away from the... They go back to training. 
He said he wanted 80% of the summer's work completed by that time. Right. So, and, and I don't know what you think. My own view is you, at the, at the end of the season, you do get a little bit of activity before all the players go away on holiday, but then it all dies down until the, the, the mania starts later. So I think he's going to be under pressure to deliver 80% of that. By, by the time they go back to training. But as I said, let's hope he does it. Um, I'll be interested to see that. But I think that that to me is the key. And thinking about it, I don't think it's, it's not only the fans are looking to him to, to deliver. Don't you think the Americans are also looking for him to deliver? Well, yeah, it was interesting what he said as part of that interview, that he thought that one of the reasons why Mark Atanasio wanted to invest in the club was that, the club wasn't continually asking him to invest. That's right. So in other words, the majority shareholders, as in Michael Wynne-Jones and Delia Smith, they are still the main people and and Mark is, is bringing something else to the board. Yes, yeah. there, is, there has been some money, but he, he basically said that the, the money that they spent this summer would not be Atanasio's money. That's right. Well, he, well I think, I mean, the, 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 the first point you mentioned is he said, uh, I think he described in the interview that I listened to that um, that they were interested in the club, which um, they uh, which they wouldn't expect to keep getting the checkbook out for. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, there was that. And then. And then, and then, as you quite rightly said, Weber said there'd be no no money from the Americans for summer signings, and I think he qualified that by saying, "Why would they put money into a club which they don't own?" Right. Okay. <laughs> but that, but, but now that... I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing that probably, but that 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 sort of struck me. Um, and he also mentioned, which we might have mentioned in the last, that he said he didn't know what was ha- happening with the share issue because that was above his pay grade. Mm. Which seems strange, as he also said that he'd offered to help Michael Folger in, with finding a buyer for his shares. So yeah. um, I find that a bit strange. But um, he also said that it, it's a business. I think he sort of said something along the lines of they didn't want to keep pouring more and more money into a black hole. Yeah, it is a business which is run as well as it can be. Yeah, he also commented that about investors in football clubs. And, and indicated that really we didn't want in uh, most of these people were, were investors now my thought on that is yes they are but they make money out of it by making those clubs successful mm. i mean if you if you're an investor and you buy a club and then the premier league and they end up in the first division you're not gonna make much money out of it are you? but no. if you if you develop that club and make it successful when you when your time is to sell it you make money on it. And to me, there's nothing wrong in that. I mean, it does come down to how good are that, how good is that in, in investment company um, bringing in the right people to make that club successful. But in, its, in itself, investing in a club and then putting money in it to make it more successful, even if you pull it out when you sell it, if it's more successful, is there anything wrong with that? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you... you you, if you're going to put money in something, you're going to want a return on it. Absolutely. So it's, it, so, it's, it does seem a strange thing to say. Yeah. Well, it's it's this sort of attitude. Well, they're investors. We don't want them. They're nasty people. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so what do that? So the, it raises the bigger question from from what he said, and 
I can't really remember when we sat down and listened to the Atanasios interview with um, with with Talk Norwich City when yeah. they really talked about money. I don't think they did because it was so so early. But yeah, my question, if if what Wibber says is is now true, is well, what are they bringing? What are they bringing to this party? I think they've. I think Weber talks about a new approach to data, yes. influ- influenced by the Milwaukee Brewers and also yeah. the development of the South American arm of their scouting network. And we saw that with with Nunes and Sara um, probably last year. But, but what are they bringing to the party then? If they if they're not if they're not investing, what are they bringing? Um, apart from the things he's mentioned, I don't really know. I, I mean, what I'm hoping they're bringing. John is that I mean when you think when they came in as you said when we saw that interview that was quite early they were obviously promised because the club was saying um, there was a high expectation of getting promoted last season Mm. automatic if not eventually through the playoffs so that was the position I think they they must have looked at when they came in so they they come into that club they're talking to um, um, the sporting director he's saying that they've got certain expectations now, um, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about expectations by the fans, but the expectations, if you, if you were those Americans, wouldn't you now be thinking, well, they haven't delivered, you know, that was a disappointment. They haven't delivered. We haven't got back up. Mm. Um, now, I mean, he's made these um, promises and um, the changes. Wouldn't you be monitoring that carefully? Now, that's the one thing that I hope will bring, yes. because if they don't, who will? Yes, and th- and that's what you need. Is you need we need someone to because let let let's look at the worst scenario. We get into the new season. He he hasn't produced the quality of players that we need. Twelve games in, we're in a relegation battle. It's such a top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you if if the Americans are not going to start chomping at the bit at that stage, apart from the fans, who is? And that is the big, that, that really is, that is, is the big thing, this, isn't it? That is the big thing. And this is really what I'm saying is I'm now looking, if he does stay, that we're expecting him. I think the Americans will be expecting him to deliver. That will mean making the team um, competitive. I mean, I watch the playoffs and I mean, certainly, you know, watching those games, how these teams are organised and fit and that. We, we've got a lot of catching up to do. We've got to bring new players in and catch up quite quickly. So we mentioned, of course, Ashley Barnes and in the last yeah. episode as the experienced striker. Um, looks like they've brought in an experienced defender and something that we've called upon quite a bit, maybe, is that we wanted someone uh, with a bit of experience from 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 somewhere and someone who we could look to be at the club for for five or six years. We're hoping he's more of a of a Ian Butterworth type player than a Seb Basong yeah. Um, yeah. type player. So Bournemouth defender Jack Stacey, twenty seven years of age, a yeah. three year deal, um, effective from July. So he's not even at the club yet, but will be obviously for the first uh, week of training as you say yeah. um four years at bournemouth not not massively in the team i think he was he, he was no did he play just the... under 100 games or something for them yeah um yeah. more in the promotion so you could argue that he's a, a good yes. championship player um but would worry that he hasn't really played for 
for two seasons. Um, so might be interesting to see how, how he gets yeah. on. And he had back-to-back promotions with, with a certain Luton Town, who, of course, uh, are, are now Premier League yeah, uh, so it, club. It, so. it indicates at that level, uh, up to championship level, um, he's been successful. Um, and he did get quite a glowing report from Gary O'Neill about his attitude. Yes. That even though he hasn't been playing in the team, he's been very much part of that. And that and that's the sort of thing that we do need is sort of leaders in the club, don't we, too? Yeah, he said, one of the main things I spoke about with the head coach and Stuart Webber is playing intense, fast, forward football. Yes. Looking forward to that then. So that's, yeah. the, that's the new <laughs> phrase, isn't that's it? That's what and, I mean. That's, but that's, and that's what we're looking to be delivered, isn't it, John? Yeah. Well, you've said it. So once once you've put it down, this yeah. is how you're going to play football. Um, I, I still argue, I think there's a whole hoo-ha about, and it happens at other clubs with Tottenham Hotspur, uh, happened previously at Newcastle, um, happens at all clubs, I think. Um, but Norwich has this tendency, or I think Stuart Webber was saying that Norwich has this tendency of it, it wants nice football. Now, I'd argue that I don't really... I, I'm one of these people. I don't really care. I would just want wins. I just want exciting yeah. football and winning football. I mean, I nice I... football. Nice football is really successful football to me. Yeah, because <laughs> you know you can play pretty football or what have you, can't you? And be losing. You know, nobody's got to get any enjoyment out of that. No. So that, it did seem a, a, a funny way of of saying it. So we'll see. Intense yeah. fast forward football. So. What we're really looking for, and you said, you know, he, he set his deadline of eighty percent of business being done before July first, is a, a midfielder. Are, I think. Are so. we and, looking for this midfielder? And, yeah, I agree, John. Definitely, we need someone in central midfield. I think though, we also need some more cover in in central defence because with Hanley injured, um, on the Bedelli likely to uh, go, we're very light there, and we and we weren't the best at central defence this last year, so. I would, uh, I would, I would look for that. There was some talk about Shane Duffy coming from Fulham. Mm. Um, that seems to have all gone quiet the last week or so. Um, Which might mean he probably is, because <laughs> that's yeah. often how the way how it works. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay. So yeah, if if they're working on that and that comes to fruition, and then a midfielder, we're 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 getting well down the road, then, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. That's what we're looking forward to over the next few weeks. The big date to put in your diary is, A, the start of the championship season is August 5th. So if you want to be on holiday to avoid that, then make sure you book somewhere now. Um, The other big date is Thursday, June 22nd. So Thursday, June 22nd, 9am for the 2023-24 fixture lists i think it comes out the week uh, i think the premier league is next week and then the championship comes out a week later um amazingly and the premier league's only just stopped but um <laughs> but yeah they obviously want to keep their momentum going uh, so the championship season fixtures and of course all eyes will be on the first east anglian derby with with ipswich um how soon in the season it will be i think We'd all like it to probably be not in the first four or five weeks, but we will wait and see when that comes in. So this is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. And we're going to start, I mentioned at the uh, intro, that we were going to, which has been set a challenge from a listener, which we'll come to in a moment. But firstly, we did announce our squad for the Premier League 
and the starting 11 and the substitutes in the last episode, episode 43. If you haven't gone back and listened to that, you will see the full starting 11, which, if you're listening for the first time, was Brian Gunn, uh, Ian Culverhouse, Mark Barron, Steve Bruce, Ian Butterworth, Mike Phelan, Martin Peters, Jeremy Goss, Dale Gordon, John Dean, and Chris Sutton. They were our starting 11. And I had a feedback from um, someone, I think it was on Instagram. Uh, so Tony got in touch and said, for me, Kevin Keelan has to be in goal. <laughs> Dave Watson in for Ian Butterworth. Right. And he said, definitely Flecky, first spell on the bench. So I think we got one out of three, right? Right. According to, to, to Tony. <laughs> I mean, we, we looked at Gunn and Woods and Keelan yeah. in, in quite detail, didn't we? But you, you, you can see why for some yeah, supporters, Keelan is yeah. the number one. Yeah, for for those people, and and you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that at all, John. We, you know, in the end, it come down, it did come down to very fine margins. But you could replace, you could replace the, um, both uh, the, the goalkeeper and and Dave Watson in there. I mean, he would he would he would be fine. And that was the whole idea of having them in the squad as well, wasn't it? Because if it didn't work on the first eleven the first week, you'd you'd bring these players in. I I still say that Dave Watson. Yes, he won the. Um milk cup with us yeah and, and obviously then stayed and got us promoted back to the top flight after we got relegated but i th- i do think that those statistics for ian butterworth yes yeah quite from from fa cup semi-finals to uefa cup yeah i mean yeah, absolutely over quite a long spanned, period yeah yeah he yeah. spanned a, a a long time um, i think based on that he deserved that place in the starting 11 for the first game didn't he yeah yeah and Flecky, I mean, obviously Flecky was was unbelievable in that first spell for Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and he, and, he, and he did bring a lot more than just being a striker to the team and the club, didn't he? To be fair, yeah. he was. Um, yeah, no, he, 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 he would have been part of that leadership team that Pep talks about in a football club, isn't it? You know? yeah. So I, I no, I no, I think. Yeah. I mean, all all these all these players for us have been top players, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us on to our next uh, challenge that we have been set. Um, Andrew got in touch with us and said he'd seen something on social media from Goal Scorer Challenge, Goal Scorer Challenge on on social media. And they asked the question, which I thought, which obviously uh, Andrew being a listener of the podcast knew that this should apply to us, is what is the best all-time team that you can make for your club? And he was like, well, you've obviously done that. But there is a caveat And this is where dad had to go away and work really hard. Um, The caveat was that none of the players can ever have played together. So what's the best all-time team for Norwich City? So starting 11 that you can make for your club and none of the players have ever played together. Stay with us because we will be asking and finding out the results of dad's research shortly. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. So Andrew has set us the challenge. None of the players 
can ever have played together in the best all-time team for Norwich City. Now, I, I did the, the, the team a few moments ago, but let me run through it again. Gunn, Culverhouse, Bowen, Bruce, Butterworth, Phelan, Peters, Goss, Gordon, Dean, and Sutton. That was the original starting eleven. I reckon that means there's about three players left, Dad. <laughs> there aren't too many, actually, John, because... It's it it was it is really difficult because most of our top players came from our most understandably our most successful periods. Yeah, and so many of them played together. Um, the bulk of our twenty-five man squad, um, sixteen of them played during that most successful period from about nineteen eighty-one to nineteen ninety-four. Right. So, and then you had the issue with the goalkeepers. Just five goalkeepers: John Keelan, Woods, Gunn, Robert Green, and John Ruddy played in goal for Norwich for 46 years of the 54 years to 2017, just really five goalkeepers for most of that time. Wow. And then if you, I mean, just take even the 1970s where we had Martin Peters in and Kevin Keelan. Well, obviously you've got to let Keelan out or you've got to let Peters out. Yes. <laughs> and that's the 70s when it was, <laughs> and, and, and and all those all those players were there so long that they played with so many. I mean, even John Ruddy was there through um, the Lambert years and then the um, Hooten years and um, the Neil years. So yep. it, re- it really was quite difficult. But I tried several combinations and I started off with the goalkeepers actually. And in the end, Funny, I couldn't fit any of them in because it was so restrictive on the rest of the team and the players. So none of our five best no, goalkeepers are playing. No. Okay, I had what, to look. Who, who have we I been had to, to then Gra- look at Graham Benstead, <laughs> Andy Marshall. <laughs> no, actually, I'll go through the team and I'll explain why because that will be the easy. The goalkeeper I went for in the end because some players I had to look at um, who came when we weren't that successful, but we thought were good players was David Marshall. Okay, so he went on and he played should... for Cardiff City and the like. And yeah, 50 caps for Scotland as well. So okay, he, yeah. You know, so, and let, let me explain then what that means for the rest of the team. Uh, right back, and this was, uh, I mean, obviously doesn't um, compare with John, uh, with Ian Culverhouse, but John Ryan. Now, actually, I could have had two here, John Ryan or Kevin Bond both from the 70s, yeah. were really part of some successful years in the top flight with John Bond. And John Ryan scored lots of goals for us as well. He did take penalties, but he also scored lots of goals. Okay. So those two were brought in. Then Steve Bruce. So we're keeping Bruce. Yes, keeping Bruce. With, with, with Bruce, um, Barry Butler. Now, okay. Butler... Barry Butler, I, I, you know his name because of the Player of the Season award. Yeah, but he was he was a really influential and 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 well, a great centre half during that nineteen fifty eight nine cup run, promotion to the second division, and in that league, he never played in the top flight for us, but he was excuse the expression a bloody good centre half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I brought Barry Butler in there. Yeah, and at left back, another one I had to bring in. Um, because um, to, to allow for, uh, you know, you, we talked about Adam Drury, we talked about Bowen. Well, obviously they played with lots of other players. So I brought in Jeff Butler, who was a class, uh, a classy fullback. He was involved in our first promotion to the top flight in 71, 72, and in those early years in the um, in the top flight. So okay. I brought Jeff Butler in there. So I, the, 
Then we go on to more more well-known players, and but to get, I had to, if you like, change the defence round to fit these in. Buendia, midfield, Buendia. So Buendia was part of the 20... Was he part of the 25-man squad? He was part of the 25-man squad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So Emmy Buendia, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but as I said, midfield then, even I had to bring others, others in there. I brought in Martin O'Neill. Yeah, I can see, I can understand that. He was... Yeah. I'm not sure you'll agree with this one, but I, and I did have a choice there of either Johnny Housen or Houlihan. I went for Johnny Housen because I think it balances the midfield a bit more. So Johnny Housen. Yeah. And then on and then why Darren Huckabee. Okay. So if if you'd have had Houlihan, because Houlihan was in was Houlihan in our twenty five? Yes. He was. But could he could he have been instead of Johnny Housen? He didn't play with Huckabee. No, no, no Houlihan came off. He replaced Huckabee. Okay, yeah. I mean I th- So you're look you're looking at that period you know, the Lambert period really. Yes. Okay. And I did Dale Gordon. I've tried to fit it around him, but Dale Dale was with us a lot of years. <laughs> and <laughs> Well he know, obviously played with Steve, Steve Bruce. Absolutely, you know, and um and, so and then the two strikers. Now I think this is this is classic, although one of them is was not in our original squad. Up front, Chris Sutton with Craig Bellamy. Ooh, good call. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I mean, you can see what I've done. I mean, Bellamy played for us, not in their most successful tiers. So I brought. So him did in. Bellamy not play with David Marshall? No, David Marshall was later. Was later. He played with Andy Marshall. Craig yes. Bellamy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, gotta get the right marshal. I know, I know, and I'm pretty sure none of these ever played together. Wow! Like, like Jeff Butler was in the early um, time after we first got promoted in the seventies, but and then left before John Ryan came. Yeah. So let's run through the team: David Marshall in goal, John yeah. Ryan, but Steve right back. Bruce, Barry yeah. Butler, and Jeff, Jeff Butler. Butler. Helps if your name's a Butler. Um, <laughs> Emmy Buendia. Yeah. Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Wes Hulan. No, I mean Johnny Housen. Housen. And Darren Huckabee. Darren Huckabee for your for your midfield. And then Chris Sutton and Craig Bellamy up front. So Chris Sutton and Steve Bruce are the only two players that survive from our greatest ever eleven that we put together. And yeah. actually you could argue that that they are the Norwich City's you could argue those two are Norwich City's greatest ever players. Yes, because yeah, because they've they've survived the cut. <laughs> but you could see why. I mean, Bruce yeah. Bruce was in a period, and also went on to what he what else he went on achieve. to achieve as a club uh, as, yeah. a, as a, 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 other clubs, and the same with Sutton. If we hadn't had Chris Sutton in that UEFA Cup run, or before that in that Premier League season, if he hadn't burst through under Stringer, if he if we hadn't discovered him. I'm not sure we would have. No, I no. don't think we would achieve what we would achieve. No, absolutely. Fun, both of them were fundamental to their periods with, with us, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think so. With with uh, Bruce and, and and the Milk Cup and scoring against Ipswich and you know just even coming from Gillingham, um, and yes, just making a difference to a team that was struggling at the time. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. I mean, Craig Bellamy, I think, is a great shout. And and you got Steve Bruce that header against Ipswich in the League Cup semi final. Yes, yes. 
<laughs> yeah, no, absolutely massive. Uh, with him peeling away with his arm in the air. Um, so uh, the challenge is, if anyone can come up with another team that's better than that, I'd take my hat off to them because I, I played around with it for ages. Yeah. And it, I think you're right about the goalkeepers. I mean, that stat is what five keepers over 50 years effectively. I know. Um, I think that is that's that is quite incredible. Um, so yeah, David Marshall, I think is a is a is a is a good call. Craig Bellamy, Martin O'Neill, I think is 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 great to have in there. Made such a yeah. difference for the club when he came. And as you can see, I couldn't even feed, I, I couldn't even um, bring Martin Peters in there. No, no. No, I can because see. he, you know, it, it just made it so restrictive. So, um, what we'll do is we'll put that on social media as well. If you'd like to have uh, your view, if you can think of anyone else that that you could add to that list, we'd love to hear from you as well. Hopefully, it may help. Um, I think one of our listeners was saying there weren't many from the seventies in the original twenty-five. So there's a few. <laughs> there's a few more in there. Um, yeah. In with John Ryan and and Jeff Butler and Martin O'Neill. So um, yeah. So yeah. Gr- get in touch. You can track us down on Facebook, on Twitter at John Cushing at Peter Cushing. Love to hear from you. Um, and hopefully, Andrew, that has uh, solved the question uh, for you. The best all-time team you can make from your club, but none of them actually played together. Um, we will be back when the fixtures are out on Thursday, June the 22nd. We'll sit down and, and work out where we're at. Hopefully we'll have a midfielder by then. How are we going to move forward then with our greatest? We discussed this at the last po- end of the podcast. We come up with an idea what we're going to do moving forward for the new season. Yeah, John, I think I think the greatest, um, the greatest games is, is just really give us an opportunity to share memories with the with the listeners. Um, but I think we thought we'd introduce it next week, perhaps with a discussion about how we used to follow um, games when we couldn't get to them at, uh, to, to um, yeah. and know what the results were as the games were going on, because it's changed so much over the years. Absolutely. But we thought that would also bring back some memories for people. Cool. Okay, well, we'll do that in the next episode, and that yeah. will be after the fixtures are out, so we've got a bit more of an idea about what is happening. This is the new Old Norwich, the podcast that's more steady on than Splendid Rush. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.